Hi, this is Wilton Houston, and this is episode 12 of the Otaku Observer Podcast, the season finale. Greetings, arigato, domo, arigato, guys. Um, this is the season finale of season one of my podcast. Can't believe it's been eleven episodes, and this is now episode twelve. Um, this was, I'm not gonna lie. When I was first started this podcast, this episode seemed so far away. Um, I'm surprised that I've been able to been doing this for um quite some time now. Um. So, um, this is, as you can tell by the time slot, this is going to be a very kind of thorough episode. I want to take my time to do this one properly, not just because of the fact that it's a season finale, but because this is one I've really been thinking about for a couple of weeks now, as far as the information that I want to put out there and the, um, commentary things I want to have. So for you guys, um, for this episode, that's so special to me, um, for one, um, I will get into anime the review today a little bit later i'll get to that later but for now what i want to get to you guys real quickly is um basically i asked a couple of people that i know that i'm good friends with um a simple question that for the topic of this show and that is basically you know what are your guys perspective on black characters um in anime and which one is your favorite and why so i'm gonna get you over to the answers that um, some of these people that I ask um, their answers to and I'll let you guys hear that and then we'll get over to the interview where I, was, where I was able to sit down with one person and have a thorough discussion back and forth about this topic um, hey everybody this is Knockout Ness and I am here to honor my favorite anime character who happens to be black and happens to have black in his name. Jet Black from Cowboy Bebop, everybody. If you do not think that Jet Black is black, fight me. Fight me, fight me, fight me, because he is. Jet Black was probably one of the first melanated characters that I had ever seen in an animated series that wasn't 
animated like a jigaboo. You know how you see all of these animation characters, and if they were brown or they were represented as blackface, you would see big lips, and they were portrayed as kind of ditzy and dumb. I don't know. I didn't like that. But then this man came on the scene, and it kind of took me back because it kind of reminded me of Barrett Wallace from Final Fantasy VII, which is the commonality that they have is the voice actor that pretty much voices the both of them for the English-speaking versions of those entities. I thought that was pretty amazing, and the voice actor is a black man. So, that's not enough to convince you? That's not enough? Okay, alright, I'm going to convince you. First off, he's a beard bay, meaning this dude don't need hair. He keeps that wild beard on him. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, and on top of that, his two favorite hobbies are tending to his bonsai tree and listening to jazz. I don't know how many white men you know out there listening to jazz, but Jet Black listens to jazz, and I'm just like, come on. Come on now. This, uh, this honorable man is the captain of, you know, the bebop. He is a retired retired officer, um, and because of his exposure to corrupt police work and all of that, he became a bounty hunter, because obviously, he's a mercenary, this dude has to have that action, he has to be about that action, and on top of that, y'all know, y'all know, in animation, they always get a black man, a daggone robotic arm in some way, think about it, Mortal Kombat, Jax, Barrett Wallace, Final Fantasy VII, Jet Black, Cowboy Bebop. You know what I'm saying? Even down to the daggone comics. What's what's my man's name? The half-robotic dude. Half-robotic <laughs> dude from DC. Cyborg. Cyborg. They always giving these, you know what, I ain't gonna say it, I was gonna say, I'm trying to, trying to retire saying this word, but they always giving these dudes robotic somethings, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like they can't just be great and grand on their own, it's like they have to have some type of enhancement. No, man, no, it's that melanin, it's that blackness, that's what makes them great, you know what I'm saying? Also... Another great quality about this man, he is well-rounded. He has been married before. His ex-wife, Alicia, this man still loves this woman and cares for her. But, you know, it didn't work out. <sighs> I'm just saying, he is the father figure of this ship. He is the captain of this ship. This man stays dressed down, ready for that action. You know, but he doesn't mind dressing up when he needs to. If they got to go on a job and they got to put suits on, this dude gets G, he gets his GQ on. Jet Black is worthy of just being a fave in my book because this guy is one of the most coolest space cowboys outside of Spike. I'm just saying, Spike is awesome, but Jet Black, Jet Black is one of the best supporting characters in my book because, you know, they didn't give too many blacks the lead. But when he was on screen, he did the 
as far as African American characters, black characters, whatever within anime, it all depends on where they hail from, whether it's a fictional world or a non fictional world. But more times than not, eh, you know, like a seven out of you know, seven out of ten that you get a stereotypical black person, you know. Uh some level of Negro hairdo, you know, maybe an accentuation, or excuse me, an accentuation would be a compliment, so an exaggeration on their lips, (laughs) and sometimes uh, other parts of their uh, being, but for the most part, um, past the, you know, satire or the stereotypical things that you would see with, uh, African-American or black anime characters, you know, more times than not, um, if they're not stereotypical, they are usually the cool one. (laughs) They're usually the cool one, the one with the level head, the one with the best, like, lingo and vernacular when it comes to speaking, whether it's uh, slang or, you know... Just them just straight up being cool. Um, they're usually the ones, if they're not a seedy character, or like a, not necessarily dark character, but a character on the bad side, they're usually a great source of information. Like, they're usually a great source of information, or like, just knowledge in general, depending on what it is that you're looking for. Like, for instance, um, my man's name escapes me currently, but uh, the barkeep within uh, Sword Art Online, uh, one and two, you know, because he was a barkeep in real life, he was a barkeep in the game, you know, all that good stuff, but homie was a hub of information, he, uh, he was, uh, he was cool, even in moments where it didn't really seem like he needed to be. But it was, like, more his demeanor because it's, like, calm, cool, collective, uh, you know, very intuitive, you know, in the know. But, you know, he's still black, so he's going to be like, hey, man, here's the info, but keep me out of that. <laughs> and I'm not even on no racist, not even on no racist-ish. It's just on the level of uh, really looking at it as homie he was a voice of reason on top of just being a cool black dude you know I'm a cool black dude who owns a bar in real life I own a bar in this game I like this game I decided to use my bar like the bar with no name and freaking Marvel Comics is a hub where people can trade information and you know get their spirits yada 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 but um yeah, like I was saying, though. But back to the giant. Like I was saying, man, when it comes to characters within, uh, black characters within anime, um, like I said, if they're not usually the stereotypical type of black person, um, it's definitely a, uh, 
it's definitely like what most people perceive black people to be, which is, uh, well, kind of tick for tack, can't say what they perceive black people to be, because if we're talking about people in America perceiving black people, and we're talking about the non-black people, you know, they perceive us to be, a, you know, violent, and gang crazy, and but more times than not, it's based off of the little generalizations, and like if they're not picking on stereotypical things or low-key uh, satirical, racist, as you can hear my fingers in their finger quotes when I said that <laughs> things. Um, it's usually what most people think of black people when they're not thinking negatively, that they are cool, they're calm, they're collected, they are a good source of information, they have an unbelievably sick amount of swag and style, um, and their language is just usually on point, Um, but ultimately, um, if it's not an action anime or manga, something dealing with any level of action, whether it's uh, some gumshoe on the beat type shit to, um, you know, detective, somebody, you know, maybe working as some level of agent in something or... To the higher level things like Sword Art Online, homie owning a bar, he's a, but he can also fight or, you know, like some world ending-esque or possible world ending-esque type stuff. You don't really see that many black people. And then when you do usually see them, you don't see a lot of them, um, usually between like one and maybe like three hey what's going on uh this your boy Seabass, uh donnie virgil um basically um i was being contacted by wilton as far as asking me what is my favorite anime black anime character and uh there was a few that i was gonna choose, but I guess the one that stuck out the most was Afro Samurai, and Afro Samurai was one of the earlier animes that I started watching before I got deeper into anime. Um, when I was first introduced to Afro Samurai, I was I was pretty much already on board because he was being voiced by Samuel L. Jackson, which is one of my favorite actors as far as like just his energy and just how how he just brings out. A character with you know saying his voice uh but pretty much when i first seen the first episode of afro samurai i was just like okay you got a group of people after this one man and pretty much afro samurai pretty much destroys them effortlessly i'm just like wow i need to i need to get i need to get more involved with this character and then as it goes on he has another character uh ninja ninja pretty much as a, a comedic factor and I just like I just like how they kind of interact with each other and he's saying pretty much he says how things are everybody feels and I just I really I really enjoyed that and being that uh, with with the show itself I just really like how 
uh, the music settings in it. Um, pretty much, I pretty much is depicted that uh, his father in the show. And when you listen to when his father is when his father appears, it represents soul. Like you're kind of like that, kind of like that groovy, kind of like music in the background. And then when you see the enemy justice, uh, the number two at the time, you has a kind of like this rock. You know what I'm saying it's kind of like hardcore metal. And when they fight, and then when his father loses, it kind of represents that rock killed soul. And from that, you know, saying was born like hip hop, you know, what I'm saying that, and that's what everybody kind of lo- loves today. And like you hear that in pretty much anything you hear, as far as like commercials, uh, music, just anything you can think of, really. But as far as just Afro himself, uh, I just like his, I like the sternness. I just like uh, pretty much how he uses that sword and just pretty much his whole body as an arsenal. Uh, I just like his badassness, and it just. Uh, just kind of like, you know, just kind of makes you kind of like not makes you want to go out and you know what I'm do what he does, but just kind of like be like, you know, just go forward with what you want to do and just, you know what I'm saying, make sure you accomplish your goal. So uh, I really, I really like Afro Samurai. Um, I think he's a, a very good, very good representative of a black, uh, as you say, black history in anime because, you know what I'm saying, because he's really kind of, you know, stuck out. Uh, stuck out in a lot of, I stuck out in my mind because I was one, basically one of the first people, for one of the first characters I thought of, outside of like people, like people like, uh, you know, say Piccolo. I say Piccolo was my like number two. I mean, even though he's not necessarily black, I feel like he is a black character because he's the one that you know, saying the calm mind has the strategy pretty much. And then as far as his people, like it just, you know, just I feel like I get the the black heritage from that. But yeah, uh, Afro Samurai, the number one pick, uh, and, I, and I feel like that's pretty much a good explanation for me. Okay, now that you've had a chance to hear some of the quotes and answers from some of my closest people, um, now I'm gonna go ahead and shoot you over to our interview on the subject of this topic today. All right, everybody. So here I have um, a repeat interviewer. The first interviewer comes back again, <laughs> Mr. Willie Foggy. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, <laughs> Willie Foggy? What's up? What's up? Foggy. What up? All right. So, um, thanks to you for going once again coming back. Of course. And not to mention on these historic season finale of this of this podcast right now well some might say i'm blessed exactly (laughs) exactly exactly okay so anyway um so the question that's going around on this episode um with the theme being um key not necessarily key but characters that we've seen we've noticed um of course us being people of color um you know we oftentimes look to see ourselves in certain things, look to see, you know, how does this character in a sense speak to me or relate to me and things like that. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, so I, so just being someone that is like that, um, knowing someone like you knows can relate to that. Um, I just wanted to ask, you know, for you and the people, um, what are your portrayals? Um, what are your views on the portrayals of black characters in anime 
um, so 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 far from what you've seen? Well, I mean, to me, I mean, I I don't really have a big problem with it. The major portrayal of what black characters were. I mean, of course, you got your outraged people. Mr. Popo, why is his lips so big? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or Token might, black guy. Or you might go out to maybe some of the other animes that have been drawn like, uh, you know, with characters who had, um, I guess, pronounced features or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I feel like black people have been pretty respected in the game anime um one of the first black faces that i saw in the game was um the black lady who was a bounty hunter in cowboy bebop i think her name was coffee or something like that i think so yeah it was coffee and she to me she was represented black people very well i mean she was a bounty hunter she was uh powerful beautiful you know what i'm saying <laughs> and like she gave she gave uh your boy run for his money over the same bounty. So it to me it was a that was good. Um, I also also of course Afro Samurai. That depiction to me was just hey Afro <laughs> Afro. It was just it was mixing everything. That, they got they went and actually got a black guy. Like you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. It's that's that's. That's to me. That was that's a major representation right there because you know if, if Samuel L. Jackson and the person that um, produced the music, RZA, like you know what I'm saying. I mean, come on. Like I, I think the major portrayal for me is you know a more positive outlook. I have seen myself like the first person I adopted. Um, I can't say. I mean, you know, technically that coffee was the first one, but the first person I personally adopted as a black person, Piccolo. Piccolo's a black man. Right. You know what I'm saying? He got no daddy. You know what I'm saying? He got to fight the white man. (laughs) (laughs) And he never get out on top. I'm strong enough. Like, you know. So well, he's like, God. Oh. <laughs> like, you know. You know, finally meeting Jesus. Can't get stronger. Like, you know, I'm just saying. Um, but I think the, like, then of course, I mean, I don't know if you can call it American anime, Riley and Huey from uh, Boondocks. Right. You know, that representation is strictly based on the hyperbolization of uh, the black experience. Um but as far as stickling strictly to anime, I would definitely have to say Afro Samurai Coffee. Um, and then a couple of others that I've recognized. Um, just that guy from uh, Bleach. I can't remember his name. I think it's Tosin. Tosin. Yeah. I think it's Tosin. That was more of a situation where he was silent, you know. Uh, kind of a, to be honest, though, that was the most shocking move. Well, at, well, at, at least one of the most shocking moves I've seen in history, in, 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 for me, in the history of anime. Because, um, for one, um, for those of you, those of you who have watched Bleach, and those of you who don't, well, for one, if you haven't watched Bleach by now, I'm not even gonna say spoiler because it, you're, that's just shame on you. But anyway, um, for those of you who've seen Bleach, of course, you know. Aizen ends up being like pretty much season one's main villain. Maybe the whole season two is main villain, but the point is he's right. like he he becomes the main villain, and but the way it turns, the way it unfolds is like mic drop level of shock. Right. So and then, but to me though, as shocking as that was, to me the most the more shocking part was when 
the black dude, the only black captain in the whole joint, mm-hmm. is like, yeah, I'm with him. Well, and, it went, and it's like, and not not to say he had like, not, not and, and I don't go extreme as far as saying he's like an Uncle Tom or anything like that, but it's just the fact that it was like, really, bro? Like, you too? You too? Like, because I mean, because I mean, my boy, um, and I, and I, I like him. I do like him. Um, Fox face. I think his name was Gin. Yeah, I, I mean the dude with the hat. I always had the hat on, cover his face up. Nah, nah. The I'm, dog looking dude. Not, not, not him. Remember the, um, remember the Fox face dude, the one that liked the big boob chick that was a, that was a vice captain. He liked her. Yeah. Um, I can't say. I guess I, I think his name was Gin. But I can't remember. But anyway, um, I want to say I can't remember if he was a vice captain or if he was a captain. But anyway, the other guy that went with um Eisen, um. Like him, I suspected because he had the natural look of a uh, someone who's like kind of a spy slash turncoat. I mean, usually, almost always the fox face characters are almost always to their to their drawn character a fox, so to speak. But um, either sly or cunning or some some kind of way, whatever. Like they're or use some kind of trickery, i.e., Naruto. Right. <laughs> but um, but when it was but Tosin leaving was like because it was like literally like Tosin, you kind of got nothing from. It was like he was this guy that was just there. He did. I mean, they didn't really like go much into his background or anything, like hardly at all. The whole show, it wasn't. I don't think it was really to the end when they actually meet me as man. Mean, I think fight either with um, uh, Ichigo or somebody. I can't remember. I but, can't remember either. But yeah, but yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I, but I, I, I want to say it wasn't until like he had his like his main kind of like fallout fight where it's like, all right, I'm defending Eisen, and it's like, all right, nigga, we gotta know why are you following this dude, and it's like backstory. You know what I'm saying? Finally, but it was like, but up to that point, it was like. You're always asking, like, why are you with this guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, pertaining to the question, mm-hmm. how did that make you feel as a black person? I mean, was it like... I mean, for me, it was... It goes... What? Like, Y'all it, think all niggas betray other niggas? <laughs> <laughs> to a degree? To a degree? I mean, but, I mean... I mean, yeah. I mean, like, to a degree. But, like, honestly, my... To answer, to answer, answer my own question, um, I've seen a wide variety. And, um... I mean, like I said, I mean, I've seen a wide variety of black characters in anime. I've, I mean, you can go as far as, and honestly, I feel like now, honestly, I have to say this. I do believe that some of the black, <laughs> I do believe that some of the black characters that are made in anime don't actually represent, in a sense, black people. They mostly, they, I feel like they're more, they more, I mean, they do, but they don't. They more so represent Americans rather than. Like like the view on Americans rather than the view on black people themselves. Like for instance, um the champ that Takamura fought, I think I think it was Takamura. Um the guy that well anyway, the remember the um the the heavy not the heavyweight, but the um but the I think it was the light heavyweight I don't know what. Anyway, uh what's his name? Um Ipo Senpai. Okay. Um him. When he fought his basically his first main title fight against against that dude who was a black American. And even though he was a black guy, he had the kind of natural, I'm an American, I'm cocky, we kind of invented boxing, you don't belong here, you're a Japanese. You know, he had more of that attitude, character in him than I'm a black dude and I'm being a ninja because I'm a black dude. You know what I'm saying? So, and, um. Well, would you say that was more clever lane-ish, like from Rocky? Or was it more like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Miss T. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it was more clever lineage, or was it you know straight up like oh yeah Americanized and I, all that other stuff? Because you know clever lane was talking all kinds of garbage. He was, he was. But I, 
I think I think it was honestly more so a combination of Clubber Lane and Apollo. Because you okay. know Apollo was because remember I like Rocky yeah, Lane, Apollo. That's he. He he was Mr. Showtime, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's Fourth of July, I'm an American, you, know, nah, 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 you ain't beating me. You know what I'm saying? Like that was, you know, that, that, I, I feel like it was a combination of that. Like I'm trash talking, but I'm trash talking because I'm an American. But you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, I hear you. Not you because know? not not solely because I'm a black man in Japan and I'm right. a boxer. Right. I mean, well, on that, I, I and I know you might not agree, but I might have to give him a pass on that. The only reason I say that is because, like, look, you're just like, <laughs> just like we had all those Ching Chong moments. You, know <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, back in the day when it comes with uh, TV and the progression therein, um, that representation wasn't really up there until, like, you know, I'm not going to say recently, but I would definitely have to say a little bit after the 80s. Somewhere and then the representation of the Asian uh, American or the Asian lifestyle or whatever was portrayed in such a way that was more respectable. Right. I have to say, though, that overall, like, if you want to look look at it, most of the times that I see black men inside of anime or darker, tanned, more tanned versions of, I guess, Japanese, we guess you call them black. You know, they are rather, they're always built. They're always very strong. I have yet to see a really pudgy black version of anybody coming out of, uh, you know, the mainstream anime or anything like that. Right. And, um, and they're always, to a degree, either they're always trying to be your friend and trying to get you to and get you to befriend them, or you got a killer bee kind of situation where they're rapping or they're fighting. You know what I'm saying? And because um, that's because. Uh, you know, because I, I I know, I think, was it in Dorara where you had the big tall dude? I never seen that show. Um, yeah. Trying to bring in people. He was a black guy. You okay. know, what I'm I, if I'm, hopefully I'm not being mistaken. <laughs> um, but that's for, as far as I, I think he knew Russian or something else and Japanese and something else. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, <coughs> excuse me, the representation I feel has been more on the side of what. America has put out as our traits rather than what they actually believe us to be. And I agree. And and I guess that is why I can't say that. You know what I'm saying? Though that's why I kind of go to uh Afro Samurai as one of my main like true depictions of how black men I feel, especially revenge-driven black men who is extremely well in the arts of Nimpo. Um would be betrayed in Japan. Like he is a killer. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm this and they and they did it very well. But going back to your uh, bleach moment, we did get the lady who did the shadow step. Like I can't remember if that's actually the word that they you know. Yeah, I can't remember this. I can't remember the actual used, move. But you know what flash I'm saying. Step. I think it's the like, flash step. Flash, flash step. step. Did you remember the lady who yeah, did yeah, the flash yeah. step? You know what I'm saying. She came out. Yeah. Came out. Literally, right on the scene. Butt naked. Bruh. And, <laughs> and it was she, like, and she was a cat. And and you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, and literally, it was like, wait a minute, why is the lady naked? Oh, she was the cat. Whoa. She right. Was, she was the cat. Right. She's seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so she's a pervert. Like, you know, wasn't it, it Yurichi? I, I can't I think I think so. But I, I can't I can't tell you. I'm not gonna sit here and say that you're right. <laughs> I don't remember either. I, I wish <laughs> so many moons ago. But right. um but I will say that as far as I am concerned, I don't really have a big problem with our representation. I would 
want it to be more accurate, I would say. But then that comes along with progression. And along with progression, you know, like I said, we started out mostly, yeah, I'm going to kick your butt. No, 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 no. And we're fighting. Now it's more like, okay, well, you got... um restaurant owners and you have samurais and you have actual people being in the story like they're a part of the story mm -hmm. you have um you know you could argue that say usap is black you know what i'm saying Honestly, i mean my opinion, like you know counts, i mean yeah. I, I, i'm just saying like they're the progression in which black people are being portrayed i would have to say is is on a good track now do i expect to see an all-black anime no, no. No, I I never expect to see that. I'm not right. get my hopes up for it or anything like that. Right. But at the same time, I do see the the level of initiation upon the change that they're trying to make. Um, what was your second question? What was right. the second part? Well, first, let me just. Um, well, finish up the part. Yeah, I'm sorry, just, my bad, my bad. It's okay. Let me just follow, follow up on your part. So, I mean, for one, we're in agreement. Um, I do agree. Like I said, I do agree that. Well, for one, going back to the whole Rocky thing, um, I mean, I agree. I'm not saying that it's a fail because of the fact that, you know what I'm saying, she's so me like that. Like I said, no. That's the character. That's the character they made. That's the character who he is. Mm -hmm. I, I expect the writer to make him according to who he is. And the whole point was to kind of, the whole point was to basically showcase how, because like I said, I mean, oftentimes throughout, and, it, and it's not just in boxing, that boxing anime, but I guess it's, 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 you can see it constantly almost in a lot of different animes as well. I mean, it's mostly in sports, I think, because they always, because even translators have always said, kind of in, 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 in some in some sub notes, how some Japanese always tend, tend to have kind of a inferiority, inferiority complex of Americans because of the whole Tokyo bombing thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, so there tends to be sometimes a little either malice kind of behind the views on Americans, or there tends to be some kind of like you know, oh my God, they're American, you know, we kind of need to fear them, blah blah. You know, what I'm saying? It's so it all, so you so you have to, so so that's why I always kind of lean towards. Not to say lean to it, but I always, always, always look first into okay, how is the writer portraying this, and then go with okay, if you're portraying it this way, then I expect it to go kind of this direction, and and then, and, then, and that's when it goes, and it's like, all right, it fits. I mean, you can be mad about it, you can be mad about it, but you can be mad about it or sad about it, whatever. whatever. But the point is, this is the writer's views. So you know what I'm saying. So, um, but going into that, I don't disagree with it because, like I said, I've seen a wide variety. I've seen I've seen some characters that, are, that that in my opinion were straight coons. I've seen some characters I don't, I don't, I don't remember the most of them, but I've seen some characters that, that in my opinion were straight coons. I've seen some characters that are very up, upstanding like you said, key figures in the actual plot and actually have a good important role in the whole developing story things. Mm -hmm. Um I've seen main characters. One of my favorite one of my favorite animes that I'm going to get to later, one of my favorite animes in the character is a leading black character. So, um you know what I'm saying? So it's so I feel like there's a wide variety. If basically if you search for it, you'll, you'll find, find it. it. It's not a matter of like 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 if like if all you kind of if, if like if your view is only oh we've only seen this way or we've only seen this way. Like I I feel like then you're looking for something more than that than than it should be there right. because at the end of the day I feel like like I said I've seen a wide variety where I've seen main characters that are that are black black characters. I've seen side characters that are main black that are black characters. I've seen you know, basically walk by our black characters and like that, and they, and they still have kind of a main role whatever in the show, whatever like that. But the point is, I've seen a wide variety to where it there's 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 good depictions, there's bad depictions, but all the depictions are, are you have to keep in mind the depictions themselves are all coming from the writer's viewpoint mm -hmm. and what the writer's story is trying to tell. Right. And if that story is telling for it from the, from the point from the viewpoint of either 
I'm view I'm showcasing this person as a, as a, as a, as a representation of an American, not so much a black person. Then you have to take that into consideration. If it's if it, now the showcasing in the sense of, um, in a sense that okay, we're all in Japan, and it's just and it's, and it's the black guy that's in Japan. You know what I'm saying? Then you can, then you can take it for more so of a racial kind of thing. But even but I've seen more of those depictions be more fair than be the coon types. Right. Most of the coon types I've seen. Mostly come from the depiction of like someone playing someone as, as an American because of their viewpoints on Americans, but I digress. So, um, and like I said, I've seen. And like I said, I mean, we mentioned Yurichi, the black cat chick from Bleach, also Tosin. Um, there's Usopp from from One Piece, um, from Sal, um, one of like the main character, um, Kirito's best friend, the bar the bartender guy in real life. He's a black guy. Um, uh, I can't remember what. Yeah, matter of fact, his role in the game might have been a black guy too. I can't remember, but um, but I know the main like the main character himself, not not the character in the game was Sal, but the main guy in the real life. He's a black guy. He's a bartender. He owns a bar. Um, and there's uh, you know, and, and there's many other black characters like I said throughout throughout anime that have a nice role that that, that have a good depiction of a black person. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so going into my next question, um, which comes with, which, which comes with a follow up, right. but. My next question is, so out of these black characters that you have seen, um, which one is your favorite and why? Uh, I gotta, and I know I'm probably catching flack for this, but I have to say one of my two, uh, there's two characters and one of them I already talked about. But there's two main characters that I think that their stories were really good. It was very well flushed. They got the screen time that they needed to get. It was very well represented. And also about the time, about their sex, and also, you know, not really necessarily making their color a big deal. It was more about their actions and their character. So I will have to say Afro Samurai. Mm-hmm. And Casca from Dessert. Twi- oh, I, I, I thought you were gonna say the one, the chick from Twilight, 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 Twilight. No, she wasn't black. Okay, she wasn't black. Okay, I would have said her, <laughs> but she she was totally Asian. Okay. So, um, but the reason why I the reason why I say I'll start with the easy one. The reason why I say Afro Samurai. It's Afro Samurai. Enough <laughs> <Nuff> said. <laughs> Fucking Afro Samurai. Excuse me. It's freaking Afro Samurai. If you haven't now, seen Afro Samurai, shame on you. Right. Oh, my God. Afro Samurai, we've got two movies, a short story. We have the ch- from childhood to manhood. It's like it's, an Asian version of the Django. It's just the death. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is. You take out RZA stuff and put in Django. Django. <laughs> like, dude, you got that's That's it and, right there. And, and, you, know and, and you take out Django, you just put Afro. Right, bro. Hey, Afro. And that's, that's Hans Lander. <laughs> no, Hans Lander. That's, uh, I can't even remember my man's name. But that's, uh, you know, Dr. King Schultz right there. You know, so I'm just saying. Um, but with, with the reason I say Afro Samurai is because, and I'm going deep on this, y'all. I'm going deep. Uh-oh. Um, Making camp. Right. So, first, first thing that they had tackled that most black men and most black families have to take into account is the single parent mm-hmm. aspect of it. 
which I thought they did beautifully, and then made this man an orphan. So there's a lot of black orphans out there as well. Um, I also touched on the idea that most black people don't trust. Look at where he lived. Not the only the fact that he was number one, he had his son to protect. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, uh, you know, talking of Afro Samurai's, Afro's father. Right. Um, once Afro got on his own, that anger, the nihilism, not being strong enough, not being good enough, of, of wanting and needing that level of revenge manifested. And I do believe that is a struggle that black people inherit. inherit as they are born and walk through their lives because it is I'm not going without going too deep I believe that's a a lot in our lives as black people um uh historically let's just go statistically that is a lot Um, right right um so then um furthering the story we reach manhood and we have decisions that we could make to make our lives better but we are so drawn and focused on this level of hurt and pain and things that we cannot control, that we lose control. So I believe that Afro Samurai story definitely walks down the path of the black man. And, and even in the levels of love, if when you have a love that you, when, 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 when you have a love as a black man, it is very hard to trust. It is very hard to know whether or not that I am, am I being here because that she actually likes me or am I a token or am I some kind of representation or am I, am I some kind of throw off to someone else that someone else wants to be because black people and black men are fetishized. Like that's just the truth. Mm -hmm. And when he met, um, when he went back through his memories and actually gained the love and the level of trust for Otsuru, um, you know, and saw who she was again and saw that what she was willing to do that changed him. It did. And you know what I'm saying? And, and then the continuing levels of... And then the mirror match. Like, right. the mirror match. It's a mirror match. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, him fighting himself, going on, and, and then always listening to his dead teacher's words. Like, there's got to... There's one person. There's that, man, Mr. Phillips always did no, 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 no. You know what I'm You got mm-hmm. that one... You got that one... Everybody has that one teacher. But for black people, I believe it is something that is a little bit deeper rooted. And I'm not saying this as only... i only saying this as a personal opinion. But you know what I'm saying? So... I feel like all those kind of aspects of growing up black, all those kind of aspects of uh, the subverted, if you're looking at it in a deep kind of connotation, the subverted view of uh, what we are lacking as black men kind of was put within Afro Samurai and how he took upon himself to deal with this transgression that had been put upon him mm-hmm. and the movies after that there was the the depiction of redemption and the movies after that would actually have to face his face his father like it's just to me like it's very poetic and it is definitely a circled and a complete story um and that's why i feel like afro samurai definitely depicts something within each black person that Every black person could grab onto um, once they saw it because I know black people watched Afro Samurai. I know they did. You know what I'm saying? And when they and and they watched every episode. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and because it was us, it was us. We don't get a lot of us stuff out there. We just don't. And you know, and I I feel like um, and that and that's that's I'm kind of going to end it there. 
and going to my next one, but I just feel like the Afro Samurai kind of encompassed all that. Okay. As far as Casca was concerned, I think her story is one of the black woman plight. <laughs> you are now, in a situation. Now remind me again, Casca was the one that Gus was that the one that Gus fell in love with. Gus didn't necessarily. Well, now I mean, cause I guess he's in love with her now, um, but. In the beginning, he fucking hated Costco. He didn't give a shit about Costco because Costco was a bitch. And she was. Oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Costco was horrible to him. Costco was very horrible to him. Um, when Guts got there, Costco was already jealous just because Griffith saw something in him that she he had not said that he had seen within her. And I believe the only reason I say that Costco's story is the only reason I say Costco is one of the people that I would go back to as far as um, saying that she influenced me or she was one of the, that was one of the first stories I watched with a black representative in it from mm. beginning to end. Mm. Seeing her get raped definitely broke my heart. Um, definitely by all those demons and whatnot. Seeing her come to a, a place where she actually uh, could accept God's definitely warmed my heart. It's it's just Casca's story is that standoffish story that's just told super perfectly, and she just so happens to be black. And I guess like it, it makes it 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 resounds and and resides within me as something very good. Just because I would have to say that Casca tried to do it on her own. It, she didn't want as much as as much of approval as she wanted from Griffith. She didn't really ask anything of him. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really ask anything of Gus other than to respect. Her captain, her respect Griffith and do what I say and all this other stuff. And I think that was mostly on a throw off, other, other than her being a witch at times. You know what I'm saying? I think it was mostly a throw off on the fact that she was the only girl there. Right. The only female there. Could you imagine being the only dude with 10,000 men? I mean, 10,000 women to um command? You have to, you can't be too strong and you can't be too weak. With Costco, you couldn't be too weak and you can't be overbearing. You know what I'm saying? They got to respect you. And it's it's just, I feel like the black woman is put in this position uh, in magnitude in, in, in a lot of different ways just because there's a lot of black females in positions of power. They have men that she, they have to talk to and certain men don't like a woman to talk to them in certain kinds of ways, if at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and the representation of the strong black female as far as it being in a position of management or in a position of love or in a position of going through womanly, womanly things. Um, it was just, I feel like it was represented, even though it was represented in, and I won't say in, I will say in a petty way because Casca's petty. <laughs> She's real petty, but it was represented well for me just because I could actually get to a degree where she was coming from. And that is coming from a male perspective. And not even liking everything that she did with guts. Right. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this interview right here. And we will get to my response and my answer of who my favorite character is and why in our anime review. Stay tuned for that. All right. Uh, So, before I get into my interview, I want to go ahead and go over some of the black characters that was mentioned in the previous um, segments, as well as some of the kind of characters that I really, um, I really um, reached out to and 
kind of um, touched me as far as an anime, different anime shows that I've seen. So from Blue, the main character that um, we was um, referring to was Agil, um, his full name being Andrew Gilbert Mills. Um, that he is the barkeep in Sal and was one of the main, um, um, basically the one of the main merchants who helped out. Um, uh, dang, I forgot his name. Um, one of the main merchants who helped out um, Kirito and everything in the um, show Sword Art Online. And then um, another character that we mentioned before. Um, and Bleach Tosin, that was his real name. Um, he was the captain for the ninth squad of the Gote 13. So his name was Tosin. Um, he was the black captain that basically ended up, um, defecting over to, um, Isa, Aizen. And so, but now, um, so to mention some of the characters, the black characters that stood out to me as far as, um, in anime and, um, aside from the ones I've already mentioned, like, the black boxer and Hajime no Ippo. Um, and in Roni Kenshin, there's a villain who's under, uh, I can't remember the villain's name. Um, but basically it's Kenshin's six predecessor or successor. Um, the guy with the, all the bandages, he, um, the guy, the villain's name, the, the black villain I'm talking about, his name is Anji. Um, when you first meet Anji, he's basically, I think, he's a he's a monk who I think is praying in the woods. And Sonosuke's on his way to, like, basically the old capital. I can't remember the name of the town, but it's like a famous name um, in Japan. But they're heading towards um, what I believe is Tokyo. But the, the point is they're heading towards this town. And they're all going in different ways. Um, they're all going a different way. And Sonosuke ends up collapsing out on the middle of the, in the middle of the forest, whatever. I think starving. And Anji is like praying. I think he's cooking something, whatever. So he ends up smelling the food and ends up passing by yada yada. Point is, um, he ends up asking Anji for help because he sees him doing this this incredible technique. And the technique is actually a move that Anji him created himself. And to me. That stands out to me so much because of the fact that we as black people um, oftentimes are not, we don't often take the time to actually think about all of the, all the things that we've done as far as help create and help invent um, because we are as a people so creative, so innovative, and um, and we're always looking to make up for our weaknesses or things that we lack in um, in a very creative and functional and, you know, um, industrial way so um but anji he created this technique and it is a really cool technique it's one of my favorite moves probably in the history of all of anime but um but he creates this move called futai no kawami and basically it's a move designed to help bring out the full power of your you know attack or whatever whether it's a punch or a kick or whatever and so he teaches um Tenosuke the basics on how to do it and it isn't until he realizes, you know, basically when they're about to fight that actually, um, you know, they're both, in a sense, opponents. And so um, he learns firsthand, you know, you know, thinking that he mastered the move. Blah, blah. He's like, 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 no, I can do the move now, blah, blah, blah. He's like, like, dude, you didn't master it. It takes years to master that move. I only, I only taught you the basics. You only master the basics. And then he basically explains to him, you know, the difference between what he knows and, how, and what he can do. And it's like, 
okay, now we're in for a real fight. So it's literally student versus the master. But um, but it's a really it's a really good fight. I'm not gonna spoil it if you haven't seen the show and shame on you if you haven't seen Ronnie Kenshin. It's a really good show. But if you haven't seen that fight, you know it's a really good fight. Definitely look it up. Um, but Anji is one of my favorite villains, and he and I love his backstory. I love how much he overcame, and you know just a, just everything about him kind of explains it to a degree why he's with um the main villain that he's under i can't i guess i can't remember his name i know it's something with an s i just can't remember his name because there's so many s's i think in kenshin um but anyway um so you have anji and then there's like the most beautifully drawn black girl i've ever seen in anime um in canary or canaria from hunter x hunter um she is the servant or slash butler um or wait waitress what's the female version it's not servant there's butler and then there's uh waitress something i can't remember the, the female term for it. but anyway she's like a butler for the um for killua's family and she is basically um assigned to killua directly to basically be you know her, his main butler and help him and things like that and so um when uh, the main character, Gin or Gone or whatever, he has to, he's look. he um, goes to find out why Killua basically had to go home, why he left. And so he um, goes to his house to actually basically go get him back. And then finds out that, you know, and then comes across Kaneria when he gets close to the house. And, you know, she's basically tries to attack him and everything like that because she's, you know, of course, ordered to prevent anyone from disturbing him and things like that so you know it isn't until he explains to her you know that hey i'm here to, as his friend i'm his friend you know i'm trying to help him blah blah, blah. so she, then she kind of opens up and decides to help him and you know things move on from there but um again she is like she is so cute she is so impressionable um if you haven't seen hunter x hunter it's a really good show definitely watch it i need to finish that show by the way i still haven't finished it yet but um, um, not because I can, and it's just because I have certain things. I don't, when shows are really good, I I hate to end them, so that's why I haven't finished it yet. But anyway, um, but Kenaria is a really good character. Um, I think she's a really good and and a really good um representation of a black character in the anime. And recently. And last but not least, recently, what I've come up with, well, not what i come up with, but who I just thought of, um, was actually the character um, from Rise of the Shield Hero, who I did not know in the dub version is voiced by a black dude. But um, his um, name is Elhart. And Elhart is the blacksmith that helps out um, Iwatani and Iwatani, um, if you haven't seen Rise of the Shield, watch that up. If you haven't seen Rise of the Shield Hero, by the way, um, yeah, you need to watch that ASAP. Um, the same way how I remember that show caught a lot of fire too. I can't remember what episode it was, but I remember someone posting up a lot of screenshots of that show 
after a major fight that happened in the show and then people was like, what show is this? What show is this? And then it was, I was like, yeah, y'all are late to this party. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, um, L Hart, getting back to who L Hart is, L Hart is a blacksmith when Iwatani is pretty much, um, cause Iwatani is, is huge, is hugely betrayed and basically, I mean, I, I hate to, it's not necessarily shamefaced, but it's like I mean he's basically black sheep. Like yeah, that's that's the word. He's basically black sheep. He's betrayed and black sheep for an an, an an entire world where he basically was summoned to be a hero, and they treat him like a villain. Like they literally treat him like a villain, and it's so horrible. Um, but um, Elhart is but and because Elhart is a blacksmith and basically a businessman. Um, he reaches out to him and basically talks to him and then ends up doing, basically kind of makes a kind of business agreement with him. And while in the beginning it's mostly all business, he basically becomes the first real friend of, um, Iwatani, the main character of the show, because of the fact that, you know, basically I, I can like, basically it's like in the beginning, kind of trust you to do good, good business with me. And then when he does know they can do good business with him. Then it becomes a matter of, okay, now I'm going to trust you with this kind of information, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, he doesn't betray him. So, um, but Elhart is like a really good dude. Um, he's hilarious, too, because of the business deals that they go back and forth on as far as like, you know, trying to hustle, shortchange him and things like that. So it's it's a really, um, he's really cool. I like him a lot. Um, kind of has the same look as Jet Black from Cowboy B Block that um Janessa mentioned. Um but he's really cool and someone else that you, you should check out. Now let me go and get into my favorite character. Um well actually scratch that before I get to my favorite character, I'ma mention one more character and that is Jonah, aka Jonathan from Jormungan. Um he is a black lead character in an anime show and surprisingly um he is a mercenary who doesn't like weapons um because of his background and the history he has with um i think his parents whatever because um he was, got killed with weapons by other mercenaries whatever like that but he became he basically got captured and grew up around mercenaries and became a really really good mercenary and so now he and then he and then he got hired to basically be a bodyguard for this um weapons dealer or whatever. And so now he has to use weapons, even though he doesn't like using weapons. But he's um but Jermungan is a really good anime. I'll review that in a future date. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too in too in depth about it. But um Jonah is a black character in a lead role. Um and he's and he no, he's not my review today he is not my favorite character but he is another character like my favorite character who's a who's actually a lead character in a black in a in a in a and is a black character um so definitely someone else to check out on another show to check, check out as well now getting to my review of the day so my review of the day it seemed only fitting that i do the season finale by giving you people my favorite anime show and my favorite anime show um 
number I literally rank it number one. It's like one of the only shows I have watched multiple times over and over again. And after thinking about this show and doing the review on it, I had to start watching it again just to get um not just to remember some things, but also because of the fact that I just like I said, I can't listen to the theme song and hear it and then you know, just not watch a couple episodes at least. But um, the name of the show is Kiba. This is my all-time favorite show. I know it will not be the greatest show to everybody else. Um, but for me, it is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Um, and the reason why I say it's, it is strictly one of my favorites for me, um, because I know action-wise, it's not going to stack up to like a Demon Slayer or Naruto um, or a Bleach or anything like that. Action-wise, it's not going to be that great um i know art wise it's not going to be that great i know um um for some even the characters themselves might not be as interesting or captivating as other characters in different shows but for me what makes it a great show is the story for me what makes it great is the fact that the main character is a black is a black anime character um, for me, what makes this show so great is the trials and tribulations that the main character has to go through. I mean, so basically going into my review, um, what this show is basically about is you have, um, and what is my main character's name? Um, Zed. So Zed is the main main character. He, um, literally the show starts off episode one with him being in a sense chased down by police, police and school teachers, because he just got finished, I think, breaking a door at some school at a school and basically left. And then, um, everyone basically was hunting him down to, you know, to be like, Hey, you broke the door down. You know what I'm saying? We need to fix this and blah, blah, blah. So, um, he's basically kind of being hunted down to be arrested for vandalism and stuff. And, he is um so he's running from the police and everything ends up getting caught by um them eventually his best friend oh i can't remember his name but his best friend is there with the police and stuff kind of helps you know in instance do doggy um dogezas or uh, which basically means um head bow you know the the the, the head to the floor kind of bow whatever they'll get dogeza um Basically does the whole, you know, beg for forgiveness thing. And it's like, you know, hey, you know, forgive my friend. He didn't mean it, yada, yada, yada. So um, they basically overlook it. But five minutes later, when he's literally just walking on the street, the cops chase after him again. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but anyway, the point is, though, is the fact that he's being constantly hunted by the police for some, some of it is because of the things that he has done. But for the most part, it's not even really his fault. It's because because of the fact that he carries his attitude of, you know, this personality of someone who's always a troublemaker or someone who looks guilty and things like that. So they treat him like an unfair person. They treat him like he's a criminal. They treat him like he's done something wrong, even though most of the time, you know, he hasn't done anything. He's just being, you know, he's just trying to, you know, be by himself and be free in a sense. So... Um, and his mom is in the hospital, mainly in the psych ward, I think, 
because she's not talking, she's not doing anything, yada, yada, yada. Like, she's basically kind of a vegetable. And so, um, he goes to the hospital to go and see her, and when he gets there to see her, now keep in mind, um, I kind of skipped over this a little bit, but his, it's actually, the, the day of the first episode is actually his, is actually his, his birthday. Um, I think he just turned 16, and his best friend gave him, like, this white feather, that's like the feather of like a hawk or something like that. And so, or eagle or something. And so she sees the feather and is like, you know, captivated by it. And he's thinking, you know, are you captivated by this feather because of the fact that you're having the same dreams that I've been having, which is this dream of this green man with wings flying around and basically calling out his name saying, you know, hey, I'm here, come to me, yada, yada, yada. And he won't, you know, and he can't necessarily get to him or whatever. So, and, um, so, but the police come again, drag him away. And they're like, you know, we finally got you, blah, blah. Now you're going to pay, yada, yada, yada. And so they lock him up. His friend helps bust him out. And after he basically gets busted out, the teacher who actually was helping him get out of it uh, earlier turns into like this kind of monster demon looking thing. Um, and I say monster even looking thing because of the fact that he has like, I think like a diamond kind of like, like, like a diamond rock thing kind of out of his shoulder with like, I think the bulging red eyes and like, kind of like sharp teeth, whatever. So, but he turns basically to this kind of monster thing and attacks him. He's, you know, Zayn, of course, freaking out. He's like, oh my God, you know, what the heck is this guy? Blah, blah, blah. And his mom shows up out, out of nowhere and basically, I think, kicks him, knocks him away. And then she's throwing this little, like, these fireballs at his feet, you know, trying to hit him. And he's basically dodging and getting away, whatever. And eventually, them two kind of, you know, hop buildings and fly off. And so he's, like, wondering what's going on. Tries to, um, and so, but the teacher that basically showed up um, and attacked Zed ended up killing another teacher by and then end up killing end up killing another teacher um by accident trying to get Zed. So the police show up, see the dead body of the teacher with Zed right there, and then basically are like, oh, he killed him. And so they try and so they lock him up <laughs> on the on charges of murder. And so um and so once again his friend sees the, who saw the whole thing unfold, um, races in another car and tries, you know, and basically helps knock you know zed's car out out of control whatever to basically get him out get him free and stuff and zed ends up breaking free and at and when, and so he's running running away blah blah ends up getting into a corner i think an alleyway an alleyway or something and this portal opens up and once this portal opens up he jumps inside of it because he's basically behind him is the cops again so it's like either i jump in this thing or i get arrested again for like for like the third time in this in this one episode, so um, so he jumps in the portal and um ends up going into this basically whole new different world, and when he gets there, um, there's this battle going on between this old man and this other person who. I can't remember what they call them because they come from a different country and they have a a name uh, as far as like a like 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 
not as like like it's not like like just to give an example, it's like the guy's from Australia. His name is and you know, and they call him Australian, but it's it's, 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 it's it's something like that. I can't remember the name of it though. But um, but the old man's fighting against this other guy, and so Zed looks up and sees these two monsters, because um, the old man basically summoned this red huge dragon. And the other guy summoned like this big, huge, I think, spider beast, not not beast, but it's like spider bug type monster thing. And so they're fighting. And while they're fighting, um, he's you know, he's like, oh, my gosh, he's monster, blah, blah. And then he's kind of caught in the middle of it. So he runs away and he's watching these two things fight and then um, basically gets kind of um, not necessarily caught in the middle. But he's, well, he is kind of, but the point is not necessarily like afraid, afraid, but you know what I'm saying? He's basically, you know, getting, trying to get out of the way of danger and stuff. So once the fight's over with, they basically bring him back to the um place, the, basically the, the not necessarily the house, but kind of like the empire area of um where they all stay at. And so um the old man basically volunteers to, to kind of take care of him and watch watch after him because he understands that he basically came from a different world. So now him and his underling, who is current student, Roya, this which is the girl in this like yellow get up with pigtails, um, they kind of become not become, but they basically kind of become like not necessarily friends, but because she has like she has one idea as far as one image of the whole thing with him and he is at the same time like look i'm in a whole new world i don't know any of y'all i don't know you know i don't know anything i don't know any of y'all and i just want to be free like like left alone like leave me alone and so um you know so at some point he does like kind of lash out of her for you know being in his business and things like that and he's like look chick you know what i'm saying yada 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 you know, but she ends up getting in trouble for helping him out with something because of, well, not helping out, because basically he ends up going to town and again, off the suspicion of being someone that, that they never seen before, basically gets into a fight with a guard because the guard tried to basically arrest him for no reason, literally. And so, um, and so he's like, nah, man, you ain't arresting me. I ain't, I ain't done nothing. So he fights him and, um, you know, basically causes a fight with the guards. And so Roy ends up coming to help, to help him escape which in turn he um you know she ends up getting captured on off of the you know off of because of him so he returns the favor by releasing her from prison to get her out and you know it, it just becomes a big kind of mess but um that's basically the generalization the generalization of what happens and how the show starts off it's literally a story about this guy Zed who again is a black main character in the anime show who is mostly trying to figure out who he is, why his mom is the way she is, and then also trying to, you know, find his own path of freedom and, you know, and what this, um, what this man with wings that he keeps seeing in his dreams and things has to do with him and what is it? And so, um, it's a real, like I said, it's a really good show. I don't know. Again, it's like I said, it's my top favorite. I know it's not going to be everybody else's top favorite because it's not that it's not as, you know, big and things like that as some of the other mainstream shows like 
Demon Slayer and Naruto and things like that. But for its own main purposes, as far as the story and the inner workings of the show, that is why it's one of my favorite shows. And I highly recommend everybody to have watched this show. It's a very, very good show. Um, so definitely check it out. If you get the chance, remember, the name of it is Kiba. Like the name of the guy from Naruto with the dog. Same way. Spelled the same way. K-I-B-A. Um, so that is my main recommendation of the day. These are my, um, you know, this has been my first season of um, podcasting, guys. Don't want to so, man. So much. Thank you guys for every listen. Thank you guys for so much. And I hope you guys have a good one. Take it easy.